welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and I'm joined by my brother Dusty. We watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Holy cow, a sequel 31 years in the making after the original one. And I've got to tell you, Dust, I absolutely loved it. My first impression, just letting you know right now, loved it, loved it, loved it. What about you? So I'm a big guitar person. I love guitars. If you're looking at the YouTube channel right now, I have my guitar. It is actually an acoustic guitar, but you can see it's really dusty. I don't play it nearly as, as much as I should, but um, I love playing the guitar. And I'm, as I'm watching, I'm going to put it back, hang it up real quick. But as we're watching the Bill and Ted's trilogy now, so many years apart from the first one to now, I really, I want to say at first I was a little like, man, this is just a little funky. Like it was so many inconsistencies or it seemed like it could be inconsistent or because it's a time travel movie, you know, it's always like, oh, there's just always so many other things. But in the end, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought that they did a really good job of making it seem like and be 30 years from when they first, you know, did the travel and seeing what life is like. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The one thought was I did enjoy that they were having like spousal issues and they had to go get counseling and stuff. I thought that was rather enjoyable, fun. And you know why they would have that. But at the same time, it was a little bit of a kind of, uh, I don't know if it, why it was there, but it was just rather, you know, another thing that they had to deal with. Yeah, yeah. All that to say, I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. There were some little quirks in there. It was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of weird, but in all worthwhile watch. I agree with you right there. And the marriage issue thing, maybe it was unnecessary to the story, but at the same time, you could see how that it could develop uh, an issue because those two, Bill and Ted, are just so close. They would want to incorporate each other in everything that they do, and their spouses could find a lot of difficulty in that. Their daughters obviously loved each other, best friends, you know, the whole family, both families like each other, but I did like how, well, because you had those marriage issues and stuff, you were able to bring back the characters of the princesses and, you know, wives now with daughters. But I liked how this movie brought back almost everybody from the original one. You had Bill and Ted, their dad, Missy, the mom that bounced around back and forth between both families. <laughs> that is, am- I-, I laughed so hard at the beginning during Bill's speech when he was tired, blah, 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 and it said, You're- and my dad's basically his own son now, or whatever, whatever that, <laughs> that line was eventually. Um, I just, I absolutely awkward. loved it that they brought Missy, yeah, awkward, brought Missy back in. And um, and then we got Death back again, of course, as well. And um, you get to see George Carlin, but now you have a new uh, character in his daughter taking the place of George Carlin before, or Rufus, I guess you could say. I thought they tied in the prior two movies really well. And there was a concern, like, are they going to do this movie justice? Are, are, uh, are Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves really good? They're good actors, and of course they're going to take their role seriously, but are we, 31 years in the future after the first one, are we going to believe that they're still Bill and Ted? And I say from the very start, they are still Bill and Ted. These two nailed the roles perfectly. I absolutely love them, and I cannot if I cannot recommend this movie any more highly to people who already like Bill and Ted. Maybe. If you're not a Bill and Ted fan, you wouldn't like this movie because they're brand new characters introducing stuff that happened in the past, but I think it's good for any Bill and Ted fan. I, I definitely agree with that. I do think they casted it well. Like Rufus's daughter, 
I was like, yeah, that could be Rufus's daughter and Bill and Ted's daughter, like their, their daughters. I was like, yeah, that, that really fits really, really well. They did a good job with those. And it was really cool also seeing Death come back and the robot character. That was rather fun. Yeah. That was rather interesting. Like that was a, a nice, fun little twist on it that had a robot with insecurities, like yes. big insecurities. But OK, so there was one thing, though. Do you remember yourself back in, let's say, when you're 17 years old? Kind uh, of. Yes. You kind of remember yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, shoot, that was what, 25 years ago? Let's just round up 25 years ago. Are you the exact same? This is only one little thing. I'm like, uh, they would kind of grow a little bit as a person, but they literally haven't. They try to, you know, make it play along the same, same exact thing. Have you grown at all? Like, are you the same person as you were when you were 17 or 18 years old? No, definitely not. I am changed, but... <laughs> I can't see how I'm changed. I just know that I am. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to tell from from the inside looking back at the past. I'm sure I have changed. And uh, yeah, you, they are kind of basically the same characters, but maybe that's what we need as the audience. We don't want to see Ted now and as an accountant or Bill uh, as, a, as, a, as a mechanic, a car. You know what I mean? We don't want to see that. We want them to still be in the music trying to make that triumphant song that unites the world. So I think, and... If you think about it, they were set on this mission from the age of 18 or 17 or whatever, and they haven't succeeded yet. There's a good chance they're going to keep on striving for that same mission, and they might be really close to the same people they always were. So a couple thoughts coming right. Number one, thinking about if one's a mechanic, one's an accountant, that's not necessarily what I was thinking. I was thinking that as you get older, obviously you're going to get jobs and all that sort of stuff. You're definitely going to do that. But as you get older, you get something that when you're young, you don't have. You have perspective. You have a different perspective. You hopefully get wiser as you get older, whereas Bill and Ted definitely did not. Just like Dumb and Dumber. You know, we have those two characters. They don't get smarter or wiser as they get older. Not saying that they would, because honestly, I know many, many people that I went to high school with that are literally as dumb or as unwise as they were when they were young. So I'm not saying that it would. I just was thinking there would be a little bit of change in them to be wiser. But this is what's great about this entire movie that I really enjoyed. It was an uplifting movie. Like there's obviously downfall, like this, everything's going to collapse and all that sort of stuff, but it's not it's making everything seem so horrible. Like it was a, an uplifting movie. And in the end, obviously they succeed, which is great. And it seems like this is the end of the trilogy because they culminated in the song and uniting everything really, really fun. And so I like that about this movie is that it's always uh, optimistic. Everybody's they're always optimistic other than a couple people in the movie, but the story is optimistic. We're going to do it. We can do it. So I really enjoy that. Now, one thing that out of all the characters, sorry, the versions of Bill and Ted, you know, from the current, yeah, the current Bill and Ted to the, the ones that have a British accent. Now, you know, that one to the, jail to the old guys which one out of all of them were your favorite oh it would have to be the prison guys for sure that scene <laughs> i was blown away when i saw it. i didn't know what to expect you know because i think if i remember right i watched the trailer afterwards if you see in the trailer and if you just go online and google pictures you'll see them in their prison prosthetic outfits right I did. I had no idea that would happen. They walk into the prison. Oh, it was just, I laughed out loud right there. My boys loved it. We loved it the entire movie, but those were the two best characters right there. Now, I want to jump back to something that you said. As you get older, you get perspective gain. You gain wiseness. <laughs> you get wiser. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. But these two did something. It was the smartest joke 
the second smartest joke in the entire movie, and I was blown away how they did it. They got out of that house without remembering how they did it. Would you have had the idea? They were so smart to put buckets on their head and walk around blindly and escape. Just the most amazing thing ever. I laughed so hard when I saw that part. So we're going to jump right to the favorite scene because that was absolutely brilliant. They're like, oh, no, they're going to do the thing. And I know like, no, <laughs> you see them with buckets. I literally was like, brilliant. I, I thought in my brain, really? Yes. <laughs> it's stupid. It, meaning <laughs> you get hurt, like falling out the roof and every, or, you know, up the second story. But brilliant because if you did it, you're going to remember it. Oh, I just, I was like, bravo. Like yep. movie writing wise, that was fantastic. I'm laughing so hard <laughs> just thinking about it. I'm starting to tear up. I loved it. Because when you see him just all of a sudden with a bucket on, like, he just flips to the next scene yep. of them with their buckets on them falling out of the second it was, story. Yes. That and was it was good. so smart. They didn't show them going through halls in the buckets and stuff. They just cut directly to outside looking up at the second floor. They walk out on the balcony. Half a second later, they fall. It was so good. <laughs> it would have ruined the surprise if they were like, you know, bumping around in rooms and hallways and they approached a window. Not nearly as good as just cutting to it. Boom. On the ground. But you said uh, like, you know, this brings you to your favorite scene. This was also my favorite scene i abs the the first like i laughed so hard and it was the smartest joke in the movie bill the future bill pulls a gun on him and he says hey you don't need to pull a gun on us and he goes oh yeah watch what happens when i don't he puts it down and they start to turn and run away it was incredibly funny i just i could not believe those two jokes right in a row bam bam best scene in the movie laughing out loud the entire time crying splitting my sides (laughs) and on top of that they're talking with their their future selves who are really they're not well off and you know they're acting like the british and all yeah. that sort of stuff that was just so much fun yeah. like right when they pull up and the uh you know i can't remember what the names of the singer um dave Grohl. they was there you go dave Grohl. you know they're at dave Grohl's house and they're pretending and everything and it was just so much fun and then as they escaped that whole entire thing was fun the only part that I wasn't a big fan of, but obviously you got to bring death back in. Death is really fun, but being in hell, it was just kind of like, ah, they're there. You know, it just, it wasn't that great. It seemed like they could have left that out somehow, but okay, we get it. Wait, what are your thoughts? Uh, I agree. Now, I think this movie suffers a little bit from the idea that a lot of the stuff that they did in this one, they redid in the prior movies, going to hell, getting death to take them out time traveling to get these old famous people to help them accomplish something. But, and so, and so, yes, I agree with you, but it still felt pretty fresh. It was their families who got them there. And, um, uh, um, their, their daughters were there as well. They had to save them, save all the other people from the past and everything. But I really liked how they got to hell with, like you had said, that killer robot, totally insecure. When he killed Ted's dad or sent Ted's dad to hell, he goes, Ooh! He just started, he was freaking out. You could tell the guy was so insecure. He he just made a mistake after a mistake. I love that robot. He stole the scene. So I liked how they got to hell. I liked it when they got to hell and the demons were all, what's that robot doing here? It was just, just really, really good humor throughout. So I agree with you. They rehashed some stuff from prior movies, but it still really worked for me. I, I get it. And it's, I think it was, it would be fine if they went there, but just like while they were there, it was just, oh, let's just hang out with, with or somewhat hang out with death. Oh, he's playing hopscotch or he's playing tetherball and he's cheating against himself. You know, that's <laughs> funny. 
but like it was just, it just seemed like it drug on just a little bit there outside of that it was just really really fun and mm-hmm. like i said the only one little bit like only ne- only other little negative was possibly dragging on a little bit with the wives but at the same time it's real life you know they're having issues just like everybody has yeah. issues i just thought it was they had really really fun chemistry between all of them really really great and i did really enjoy bringing the daughters in now my wife, Melissa, she always tries to figure things out in movies way before it happens. And as soon as she say, sees the daughter, she's like, oh, their names are Bill and Ted. Those are the Bill and Ted's like those are the ones that are supposed to make the song. And it's like, huh, light bulb. Yep. Good job, babe. And then obviously that this was like the first 20 minutes of the movie, if not maybe the first 15 minutes. And we already had she told me the plot. And I was like, wow, good job. And yep. then at the end, it worked out really well. But uh, so on top of that. I thought that the actresses played great, you know, really acted like their dad, which mm-hmm. was rather, rather fun. And I thought the whole um, family interworking between Rufus and his daughter, Bill and Ted and their daughters, and just really, really fun. I agree with you there. And I liked how the daughters saved the day and figured things out. And they were the ones traveling back and collecting all the famous people. If Bill and Ted had to do that again, then it would really feel like it was just the first two movies again. But they were instead going to the future, trying to figure out that perfect song. Daughters went to the past. I liked how they had both had separate paths or separate journeys, but towards the same conclusion, they all got together in hell in the end, you know, and You mentioned Dave Grohl earlier, and I really love the idea that they brought him in and the future Bill and Ted try to pass off a Foo Fighters song as like the song to bring the world together. And it makes sense. I mean, if you listen to Foo Fighters, they have some great songs, a lot of songs that are are uplifting and you could imagine they could somehow unite the world because of their message, the music, Dave Grohl's voice. I mean, yes, I can understand. That would be the one them and Coldplay I might try to pass off is this is the song that brings the world together. Now, I do like how they change it because I'm always trying to go back to the previous movies to see what the nuances between the not necessarily nuances, but like the the arcing timeline of how the stories go. And what we remember from part one is like I have to just turn off my brain to part one other than remembering the fun. But like things like when they're in the future, like you see them go to the future the first time they're looking around and they see pictures of them themselves doing this, you know, it's like that's probably not going to happen. Like it just doesn't seem like this is the right way. So you have to kind of suspend your um, understanding of the previous one. Does that that make sense? It does. And I agree with you there, but there's also the idea that just traveling back and forth through time is going to change things. And the fact that Rufus went in the past changed what happened in the future. So his future where he was, this is old back to the future rules. This isn't new end game rules, obviously, right? New end game rules. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So traveling back to the past, helping them pass their uh, high school test and stuff, just kind of changed the future. So they didn't unite the world when they were 19. It happened a little bit later when they're 40 six or whatever they are now. But I guess time travel will do that to you, you know? And you know what's rather interesting? I watched a, I think it was an interview between both Bill and Ted, Keanu and, I can't remember the other guy's name. Do you remember what it was? Alex Winter? Uh, Ted, Alex Winter, yeah. So between Keanu and Alex, there was an interview. Apparently they're friends. Like they became friends from the first one. They're still friends. And they still even hang out together. Like they'll go to lunch together. They'll hang out together. And the question was asked, do you, people look at you when you guys are together and be like, oh, Bill and Ted? I guess all the time. Yeah, all the time. It, they get double takes and everything. Like, hey, Bill and Ted are together. That's so <laughs> yep. cool. So you could also, the chemistry between the two is just so much fun. I think they're 
great actors. They play really well, well together. I remember for Alex Winter, seeing him in Lost Boys, like, oh man, it's a totally different, you know, character from this. And it's just really, really entertaining seeing their chemistry together. I mean, they work really, really well together. One thing I wanted to ask you, what did you think about Keanu Reeves' face? Or he just, his face looked weird. It looked like plastic. I, I didn't understand it because he normally, he looks normal. Normally, did they make his face up? I don't think so, man. I just think it's he's getting older, kind of like the, the skin's coming down a little bit. But he always has a beard, which makes him look youthful in in some way. You know, when you when you shave it off and now there's your face and no one's seen it for a while. And it's not like the tight, skinny face it was when you were younger. Now it's wider and, and droopier. Uh, you're going to look older, you know, and just... It, it looks yeah. like he got Botox or something. I was just like, oh, man, I just yeah. grow old gracefully. Yeah, just, I don't just, think he did. I don't go. think I think Keanu's all natural. I think okay. so. Yeah. He's a genuine from everything that I've ever seen of Keanu. He seems like a genuine dude. Like one one person was even filming him on a subway and Keanu was sitting on a subway seat and they're on a subway riding and the guy just kind of has his camera out nonchalantly recording him. Keanu, Keanu has no idea what's going on that he's just sitting there and Keanu sees a lady standing up and he goes, oh, would you like to have a seat? He gets up and gives her the seat. I'm like, that's what a man should do. Yep. You know, a gentleman should do that. But like, man, Keanu's really stand up. And on top of that, what I've noticed is, and I've, we've gone into, I'm, I'm going to go very, very shallowly into this, but like Hollywood's not the most morally upstanding, you know, area of like ever. So, I mean, they're pretty bad. And so everything from just negative stuff about uh, sex and stuff. But when you look at Keanu Reeves, I've seen where like clip or picture after picture after picture where there's like the Me Too movement, all that sort of stuff. He is so like way be beyond that. When he takes pictures, like women come up to him, hey, can I take a picture? He literally puts his arm around them, but doesn't like hug. He just kind of like puts it there. So it's just hanging there. So it kind of resembles, but he literally almost is not even touching them. He's that stand up ish. So all that to say, just from what I've seen, I'm, I really like uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Keanu Reeves as well as Alex Winter. I think they were great for this part, too. For sure, they were. And that would be awesome to see them at a diner just sitting there having lunch together. Yeah, that would be your reaction, Bill. And Ted. You'd I, want to take pictures. You'd want to interrupt them, but you'd feel bad doing so because they are such nice guys. Like you said, I've heard them in interviews and stuff, and they are genuine down-to-earth guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. If you saw both Alex and Keanu sitting there, would you go up to him and say hi or talk to him or just kind of nod or walk by and just not acknowledge it? What would you do as, you know, Sky? What would you do? I would have a hard time going up and interrupting him because I could imagine everyone does it all the time and I don't want to be just another guy doing that. I'd rather just, whoa, there they are, awesome, and then tell people I saw them at some point. I wouldn't whip out my camera and take pictures either. I'd feel paparazzi I don't know, whatever. I, I would yeah. feel like I'm intruding on their space, you know? The only thing that I, and I, I don't get starstruck at all, or rarely ever. I don't, I don't think I ever have, but it just seems like I don't. If I did see Keanu and um, uh, Alex sitting there, uh, more than likely, I would probably not even acknowledge or, you know, do anything. But I really enjoy them as people, as well as their movies. So only thing I would probably do is say, hey, guys, I just want to say you guys are fantastic. Love Bill and Ted's. Thank you very much. No, I don't want to take up any more time. See ya. You know, they'll probably just say thank you. Because I honestly, genuine people like that appreciate when somebody just is very genuine, just appreciative. Yeah. Like what I pull out or when I'm um, anywhere that somebody might know me from investing in real estate, you know, I teach on my, my YouTube channel or podcast. Like there was even one dude that um, he got on as a coaching student. 
He is a coaching student where I'm teaching him how to invest in real estate. And in the initial coaching call where we were, you know, seeing if it's going to be good for, for coaching, he's all, Dustin, I got to tell you, when we got on the phone, I was, I'm a little starstruck on you. I'm like, dude, I'm just your, I'm just like your next door neighbor, just trying to help you out. And I appreciate it. Like, thank you very much. I appreciate it, but I'm just your next door neighbor. And so obviously I'm nowhere near like Keanu or Alex, but at the same time, if you're a genuine person, if you provide good things like these guys do, like you, Sky, you and I do, when somebody says thank you, it's just like, oh, it feels good. You know, mm-hmm. somebody appreciates it. So that's what I would do is I would just go up to him and say, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And, you know, bug off. Cool. Sounds like a good plan. I mean, in general, you're the outgoing um, outgoing type. I'm the introvert, you know, so I think we're both kind of would we would react to that situation in our natural ways, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, part of me is like exactly what you're thinking is I don't want to bug them. They get it all the time. But at the same time, if you just show your appreciation, that could, you know, make them feel good, you know, but anyways, sure. so let's get into, so your favorite scene was that scene at the mansion. It was, right? yes. Same here. Very, very cool. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. And those, those jokes were so spot on, really well written. Mm-hmm. And I like that they brought the same, uh, I think writers, I think maybe one of the producers back and that was really, really good. Um, so what was your first lesson? My first lesson is if you want someone to succeed, give them all the info you can. Of course, they do it for the movie. They're not going to tell Bill and Ted that it's your daughters who pull this off and make the music and stuff. But just in general, like when the great leader tells them that Preston and Logan are the ones who do the song at MP46 or whatever it was. uh, Well, yeah, I mean, that's good enough for the audience. But just in general, if you want someone to succeed, give them all the information you can. Let them know exactly what they need to do to nail the target. And that is exactly what they do in almost every movie. It's lack of communication. Yeah. Whereas if you communicated more, especially for everybody, I mean, Sky and I are older and we're married. If you are ever finding yourself in marriage and you're having a little bit of issues, the answer, not say always 100% answer, but one of the biggest answers is over communicate. Just keep talking. Just keep communicating. Like if somebody's upset about something because you did something wrong, well, maybe you didn't ex- intend that. And it was long story short. What you want to do is just communicate. But in movies, it's suspenseful and all stuff. You, yeah. you figure things out as it goes. But um, yeah, just communicate. So I love that. And so I just had to add that. It wasn't one of my lessons, but I could tack that on. So my first lesson is goes along with all of them. One, two, and three. Be excellent to each other. But you know, obviously, the didn't ring true or not ring true. It wasn't a good catchphrase as in part three as in part one. Part one is like, oh, yeah, oh, wow. Then, you know, they said it. But here now they're kind of like, hey, you guys are screwing up. You guys got to finish it. But be excellent to each other. Just be nice to people. Like just be genuine to people. Treat everybody the same. Really think that's a great way to go personally. 100% it is. And be a genuine person like we already discussed. Keanu and Alex are like that. I love that life lesson. Uh, My second lesson is be a role model to your kids. And this is something actually Ted's dad told to him. Get jobs. Be a role model. Do the right thing. Whatever. You know, he listed a few different things. And that's totally true, man. Whatever you do, your kids are going to see that and emulate it. They're going to think it's the right way. Even if they know it's wrong. Like, let's say you... uh. I mean, I don't know. Let's say you take your dog for a walk and you don't pick up your dog's poop. The kid knows that you should be picking up, but you don't pick it up. The kid later on is going to say, oh, my dad never picked up the dog's poop. He just left it on the sidewalk. So they're going to do the exact same thing, right? So just do what you can. Be a role model to your kids. Always model that right, correct behavior that they want, that you want them to do. That's fantastic. And that goes exactly into my 
my second lesson, because as we have kids of our own, we're trying to make sure that they're not jerks and they're not, you know, bad people and all that sort of stuff. So I, so as I read the Bible, the Bible says, train a child in the way they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. Exactly the same thing as you said. So you want to train them up in the way that you want them to, to live and to be and exactly nail on the head. If your kids see you doing something, you're like, eh, I'll just make, I'll just slide here and get away with this, even though you know it's wrong. They're going to, your next generation will actually almost institutionalize it. Like it was, my dad did not do it. So I'm not going to, or whatever it might be. So we just needed to, as best as we can, be a good role model and raise them up as way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart from it. For sure. For sure. That's a really good point. Love that there. Um, Oh, my Monday morning quarterback is come on guys, you got a time machine. There's no rush. I understand for the movie. And I love the fact that the movie had that like 75 minutes. You guys got to get this done in or hour and a half, whatever the time in the movie. I love that. It it propels your action. It propels your characters to, to go about their story, but they have a time machine. I mean, they could jump ahead. Didn't work. We could jump back, jump back again. You know, they could have done that, but I appreciate the fact that they didn't because it kept the action in the movie going, except like you said, when it slowed down a little bit in hell. Yeah, but you remember back in part one, Rufus says, no matter where you go, front or back, the time in San Dimas is always running. It's always going. I totally forgot. Play. It's that. always that's yeah, that's the way it's going to go. So if you go back, it's going to still keep moving. So that we're just keep going in the logic of part one. So does that mean? All of time travel just revolves around Bill and Ted and San Dimas. Like, that's what it is, right? Like, Bill and Ted are the, and San Dimas is the center of the universe, the center of all reality. I think the reality, the way that they're trying to portray it or make it seem like is reality is always going to keep moving, not just San Dimas or Bill and Ted's, but it's always going to move. If you move around it, it will keep moving. You just got to catch up to it. You got to figure out where, like, right Mm -hmm. when you left, you got to come back. Like if you leave at like, you know, 12.51 p.m., you leave, you got to come back at 12.00 or 52 p.m. And then that then you kind of pick back up there. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So there will always be two of you unless you're gone and then you come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. So I think that's what it, I think that's what they're trying to get at. At least this is another thing for, <laughs> for me with Monday morning quarterback. It was hard for me to come up with one because there was a few too many like, well, what about this? And what about that? Because it's time travel. Yeah. We don't know. There's no science because it's not, it's literally not true. You can't do it. And so because of that, we can't, like, there's always going to be a hole or a flaw. Mm-hmm. So as far as the money, money quarterback, the only thing I could think of is literally jump as far ahead as possible or just ask the stupid lady, what does a song sound like? Let yeah. me, let me listen to it. Like, yeah. seriously, why, I, I got to write it all from scratch. Well, you need to write it because it has to come from, just play it. I apparently already wrote it. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I did, speaking of the songs, I did like how they were trying so many different types of songs. Everything from actual songs to, you know, it's just making really just weird sounds. And like, and then the, 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 in the jail, that type of song that they were playing, like all that stuff, they were trying a whole bunch of different tries. And eventually it came around where it was the daughters that brought everybody together. Now, what was really cool it wasn't necessarily the specific song and how amazing that song was that made everybody. It was that everybody played all at once, which was rather kind of funny um, timeline wise, like how they can literally get everybody an instrument and have them all connected and play at the same time. Infinity but button. Leave that aside. 
Oh, there you go. That's yep. right. That's right. But then how do you get all the instruments? Uh, all that stuff. Anyways, <laughs> what I'm looking at is I thought it was fun because back 30 years ago, we would have no clue of the internet and connecting people and all that sort of stuff. And now the idea of connecting everybody all at once to play at the same time is so in our brains now. Yeah. So really fun storytelling there. Yep. I agree with you. Love that. Um, oh, my prop is I want Ted's prison body prosthetics. I love that. Excellent right there. And just, I, I thought that was great. I was so surprised when I saw it. And I was trying to look for seams and stuff. It looked seamless. That could have really been Ted. Obviously, it wasn't Keanu Reeves working out to get that big, but it looked totally real to me. I agree. Now, okay, so our, nobody out listening would actually remember or know this, but so our stepfather passed away. His name was Neil. And when I saw Bill as the buff guy with the tat or the, the mustache that went all the way down, it reminded me of our stepdad. Yep. I was like, wow, <laughs> because of those shaved head and the way, just the way he looked, like just his face, not his body. He's not as, you know, healthy <laughs> as that. But I was like, oh, man, he looks so much like my stepdad when I was watching it. But that was really fun. As far as pop props, I can't really think of a prop other than the, the only one that's really iconic for me is the robot. Literally get the robot suit, you know, the, the robot suit, all white and everything with the lights and everything. That'd be fun. It'd be rather big, yeah. but it'd be fun. Yeah. And I thought that we'd already mentioned it, but I really thought that robot as the antagonist of the movie hunting down Bill and Ted, I thought that was a great addition. I really loved it. It wasn't just that they were trying to fight against time. There was an outside element also against them. And it, it made for some really fun stuff like we already discussed, you know. Yes. Yeah. In all, uh, so my grade, mm. I give this movie, uh, it's going to be, a, even though I have a lot of fun in it, it's going to be a solid B. Mm. And the reason why it doesn't bump it any higher than that is because I don't know if I'll watch it again. I might watch it once with the kids because I this was like, uh, the kids were already in bed. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and watch it. We rented it. And um, I watched it. So I'll probably watch it with them. But I don't know if I like, continually watch it over and over again. So it'll be a solid B for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I give it an A. We loved it. Me and the boys loved it. Denise was kind of like lukewarm on it, uh, uh, but we could easily watch it again. There was so many laugh out loud moments. And uh, it's probably you and I have talked about this a lot. A lot of these movies, especially sequels and stuff down the road, they have a lot of nostalgia for us. I mean, last week when we talked about The Running Man, we grew up watching that movie. So there's a lot of nostalgia there. You can never nobody can ever give me an argument to convince me that The Running Man is a bad movie or not a good action movie. You know, I just love it from childhood. So I'm going to always love it, you know. Um, and then you talked earlier about being starstruck and stuff. I think maybe most people get starstruck around things that they loved as a kid. So I would, I know I would feel star starstruck around Bill and Ted for sure. Uh, so I've, I've, I've got to watch it over and over. It's an A. I'll probably end up buying oh, it great. when it comes out on Amazon to buy. Oh, that's awesome. And it, yeah, I rented it, but I, I should have bought it for the same price practically. <laughs> what could you buy it for this? I thought it was a lot more expensive to buy it. Oh, 25. I think it's only like five bucks oh, or six bucks uh. more. Well, shoot, we might as well should have done that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. Live and learn. Yep, exactly. But more exactly. than likely, it'll come out on DVD and you'll be able to buy it for much cheaper. So totally. if you want to do that, you can. But yep. uh, yeah, I mean, in all very enjoyable. If you like the I personally think that I enjoy part three better than part two. Part two was entertaining. Um, I went back and watched it again. So we did part one of Bill and Ted's. And then I was like, you know what? I want to watch part two. So I went and watched part two by myself. I was like, oh, it's good but it's a little hokey at parts and mm. stuff. And, you know, station, station, like this weird robot or not robot, like alien that morphs together. It was just rather 
interesting, a little quirky. This one, I think, beats two. They go one and then three and then two if you're going to watch him. Not in order, but like for my sake of preference. which ones I like most. Preference. Yep. Gotcha. How about I, you? I agree with you. I'm right there with you. One, three, and then two. All right, Dust, anything that we uh, failed to mention? No, I think we got it. Cool beans. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let's see. Oh, Dusty, what are we going to learn from next week? Isn't it your choice? I picked Bill oh, and Ted's. Yes, you're right. It is my choice. Oh, that's right. And it's going to be a movie that we've discussed before that we put off instead of doing this week. We're going to watch The Terminator, the original Terminator, Terminator Part 1. Now, Dust, I do. It might be a good idea to be able to call an audible because right now the New Mutants just came out. In movie theaters, but I can't watch in movie theaters here in California. I don't know if you can. I can't find anywhere to watch it online. So if maybe this Friday New Mutants is available to rent or or to buy on Amazon or something, I reserve the right to call an audible. We'll do that because it's a new release and then we'll push Terminator back one more week. Is that okay? Do you even know what an audible is? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Let's do that. That sounds like fun. Cool beans. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your ears and your eyeballs if you're watching us on YouTube. We, of course, want to hear your thoughts on this movie. Any life lessons, Monday morning quarterback, all that jazz, just go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash face the music. Go there, leave a comment at the bottom, and we appreciate it. Alrighty, everybody. Once again, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with... The Terminator.